you ever been kidnapped? Not. No. Just no. <laughs> no? Not that you can remember? Not that I can remember, because I haven't been kidnapped. How do you know you weren't swapped at birth? I guess I don't. You know, like Ric Flair, he got stolen. He did get stolen. By a lady, and they made him into a, a little uh, orphan. Adoptee. Yeah. Like they, they put a bunch of coal dust on his face. <laughs> they're like, someone needs to adopt this orphan boy. He has no parents because we took it <laughs> from them. <laughs> they probably left out part of that. Yeah. Uh, what they did was they were just adopting him out. But uh, the smart thing to do, like in the film Baby's Day Out, or that one Rugrats episode, is you want to ransom Oh, yeah. 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 Have you ever kidnapped anyone? No. Tyler kidnapped me once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He took me in his car and wouldn't let me go to work. <laughs> that sounds right, yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'll pick you up. We'll go for a hike. And I'm like, cool. I was like, I got to go to work at some point. And he's like, okay. And then I was like four hours late for work. <laughs> Have you ever abducted anyone? Yeah. Have you ever abducted an American playgirl? I've abducted an American plow girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like a Mennonite? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got her. She's working my fields. She must be quite built. Yeah, she's sturdy. She's like an ox. <laughs> um well, uh, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Yeah, we're doing an agriculture podcast. If you want your fields plowed for practically nothing, steal you a plow girl. They don't believe in phones. And no one can, they can't call for help. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, uh, this week we are talking about the abduction of an American playgirl. Although, as Jeremy sort of pointed out there. Yeah, the, yeah, I watched the trailer for this, and it called it The Abduction of American Plow Girl. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe this film was going in a different direction at first when they were when they cut the trailer together. Yes. And editing, test, uh, they did test audience, and they're like, the, the audience, they hate the Plow Girl stuff. They want something they can jack to. They don't want to see this. They want to see hoes. They don't want to see... You know, hose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, this one's interesting because uh, we actually were going to cover this like a probably ago. a year yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, we had made a plan for it. And, and then, then for uh, whatever reason, we decided to cover something else and then we never got back to it. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are. A year late and a dollar short. Uh, but yeah, we are talking about this. Uh, it's a interesting film from 1975. The director is uh, unknown. Lawrence Talbot. Yeah, there's no credited director. Oh. And the uh, Internet Adult Film Database for director just has no data. <laughs> so who knows who brought this upon the world, but... Okay. Based on the description and kind of the title and everything, I thought this was going to be a bit darker than it was. Yeah. And it does kind of start sort of that way. 
And then it gets wacky. Yeah, it gets a wacky. It does get so wacky. It's, uh, it's a lot more comedic than I uh, thought it would be going in. Um, we have here a pretty small cast. Uh, Darby Lloyd Rains is the titular American playgirl who uh, is the hardest working woman in pornography as far as this film's concerned. Uh, she is in every sex scene in the film. And... Uh, they got their money's worth out of her for sure. Yeah, she is. This is a one of the films where like there's just one female star that really carries the whole thing. Yeah, which you don't see too often. No. And, uh, who else we got? We have uh, we got Eric Edwards. Yes, we got Eric Edwards and Alan Marlowe as our dimwit kidnappers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a few other names that uh, aren't particularly well known. Uh, Roger Kane shows up, and I feel like we've seen him in something before. Um, he, uh, he was uh, in those Batman movies. He was Alfred. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Island of Death. Maybe he had... I don't know any more Michael Kane movies. I'm out. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, he was in Martin, which I recently watched. Oh. Did you recognize him? I guess uh, not. I did not. That's pretty great. I did not until... Oh, he was in Roller Babies. Ugh. <laughs> the, the point being that he's he's been in a lot of movies. Oh, he was in The Immoral Three for Doris Wishman. He's just a man about New York, it sounds like. He, in fact, was in an episode of SNL in 1987 as Casino Party Guest, uncredited. Well, there's only... So many 1987 episodes of SNL that we can we can comb through them all if you want. We'll work on it. I bet you I, like, there's probably a lot of porn people that show up like uncredited extras. But is that what's 1987? You got like John Lovitz. Is he there yet? Phil That's Hartman. probably it's probably pre Hartman, but Lovitz is already there. Like Dennis Miller on there. Is he on there? He did like their weekend update for a while, right? Yeah, this is probably before. Okay. Uh, this is an episode hosted by Steve Martin with musical guest Sting. Oh man, he <laughs> Steve Martin's. Oh boy, is he on there doing King Tut? You know that one? Uh, I know that one. That's a good one. Let's see. Okay, so the the uh, no the late eighties early nineties cast is there. Uh, we got. Phil Hartman, Nora Dunn, Jan Hooks, Victoria Jackson, John Lovitz, Dennis Miller, yeah. who is on Weekend Update already, and Kevin Nealon. We talked about Victoria Jackson before. She went insane. She went insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Uh, lost her damn mind. But uh, all that is to say... All that is to say, Abduction of an American Playgirl is... Star-studded. Uh, it's star-studded. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of these fairly low budget deals, but, uh, there's a bit of creativity. They get a lot out of a little, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I gotta say this one probably, it's probably based on, uh, at the time, recent events with the, uh, kidnapping of Patty Hearst in 1974. Oh yeah. Yeah. By the, uh, Symbionese, Symbionese Liberation Army. Yeah. Uh, a bizarre 
far left political cult that uh, murdered a couple of people, kidnapped her, and then pretty much all got killed in a shootout with the cops. Right. Well, uh, it's a pretty decent Paul Schrader film about it. Yeah. That's... Uh, I was expecting this film to maybe go more into that direction. Uh, I think that's what I think I'd watched Patty Hearst and then saw that you had this and I was like, oh, that sounds like it might be related. But uh, uh, not quite. <laughs> not quite. These kidnappers might be about as dimwitted as the SLA, but uh, not as mean. Not as organized. I don't know. They might be about the same. They probably no one compromises their safe house, and they don't get blown away by the uh, like LAPD by the end. So I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, I think things went a little bit better for them. Yeah. Overall, uh, yeah, we'll say that. But yeah, uh, you know, that's uh, an abduction of an American playgirl for you. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but only after we take a quick break. So we're going to take the aforementioned quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about abduction of an American playgirl. back on the raincoat report talking abduction of an american playgirl and we open the film on a pink title card and credits with what i would describe as carnival music yeah i, I wrote children's music but i think Fair that's enough. pretty much on the same spectrum right yes you could see a clown dancing to it <laughs> uh we when I, when I close my eyes i see clowns <laughs> Uh, we see a car driving down the road, and the people driving around stop. Yeah. And we see a conversation between Fred and Will. So, Fred is played by Eric Edwards, although he is credited as Will. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Will is our other guy, Alan Marlowe, mm -hmm. although he's credited as Fred. <laughs> uh, again... Low budget, low effort credits. <laughs> Was that in the actual credits of the film? Do you? I. Or do you think this is a IMDb mistake? Can we fix this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you have any dedicated listeners that would like to fix this, uh, balls in your court. Yeah, we're not going to try. I'm going to check back in a year. We do a lot of work here, and we're not going to bother with that. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of work. <laughs> I'm constantly thinking of uh, new ways to talk about tits. <laughs> Been trying out Magumbas lately, you like that? Magumbas? Oh, okay. No, <laughs> I hadn't considered Magumbas. What about uh, what about Ooga Booga Booga? That sounds bad. 
Yeah, you like should that keep one. that one to yourself. I'm not going to try that one. <laughs> I was going to try to make a more cartoonish sound, but it devolved into like a Looney Tunes, like African character. Yeah, we should move away from that. We can do better, Jeremy. Call them woolly bullies. We need to get the Raincoat Institute on this. Yeah. New nicknames for breasts that aren't racist. Funded by Patreon.com slash Raincoat Report, where last week we had an episode where we, an exclusive episode where we talked about Playboy TV's foursome. And uh, you can join us twice a week for exclusive episodes, and or twice a month. You can join us twice a month for exclusive episodes, ad-free episodes, and uh, slightly early access to our normal episodes. You can join us twice a week on the weeks we release a Patreon episode if I guess you are true. a subscriber. Yes. So if you would like that experience, please consider $5 a month. Yes. God bless you. And in the meantime, God Jeremy will <laughs> Jeremy will continue to workshop titty ideas. Uh, but in this film, Will and Fred are talking about women and going to singles bars. Fred mentions he went to one once and the ladies told him to meet them later, but they never told him where. As they drink beer in the front of the car and <laughs> just cruise around, they see Jackie leaving what looks like a convenience store or a gas station. And they're immediately interested in her. Fred suggests that they grab her, throw her in the back seat, and ball her. Will worries they'll get the chair for rape. Yes. But Fred suggests they'll fuck her so good she'll never report them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, not good reasoning. No, it's fine. Will mentions that he doesn't want to fuck in a car. That's high school stuff. So Fred suggests they can take her to his sister's cabin instead. So we see the guys pulling up behind uh, Jackie, who is uh, walking down the road alone. And I'll mention again that Jackie is Darby Lloyd Rains, who uh, carries the weight of this film on her shoulders. Yeah. But uh, they... She's walking beside the road and they pull up in their car behind her. They get out of her car they get out of their car, snatch her up, and throw her in the back seat, with Fred taking a shot to the nuts along the way. <laughs> uh, I noted it took less than four minutes to get to the abduction of an American playgirl. That's how I think that's about how quick it happens in Patty Hearst. That's a good point. They're just talking and then in her apartment and then uh, they bust in and take her. Abductions are usually pretty quick. They're not protracted affairs. That's fair. If they take more than about like two or three minutes, you're probably going to have to like regroup and try again later. <laughs> In the back seat, Fred takes off her panties. Uh, she seems to be unconscious at this point. She uh, got knocked out. But uh, he gets a good look at her crotch. They pull up to the cabin and Fred has Will it. Fred has Will carry her in since he just got kicked in the balls. Jackie's passed out, and Will asks what he did to her, noticing her lack of panties. Will throws her onto the bed inside the cabin, and Fred tells Will they need to undress her. And they do, with some difficulty handling her boots and getting them off of her. Can you imagine getting kidnapped by these Lenny and Squiggy motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Fred walks into the kitchen as Will finishes undressing her and then starts to undress himself. 
Fred, meanwhile, looks through Jackie's wallet and calls Will into the kitchen, who we now see in the bedroom is bottomless. He was getting ahead of himself, it seems, and he puts his pants back on as he walks into the kitchen with Fred. Fred explains this girl is Jackie Miller, and she's from a wealthy family. So now they're going to ransom her after raping her. Fred's tactic is to ask for only five grand. That way her dad doesn't feel the need to call the cops. Will asks if Fred's sister... Will asks Fred what if his sister comes back to the cabin, and Fred says she'll be in California for a couple more months. Fred tells Will to go to a payphone and call the number he found to make the ransom call, though Will repeatedly is asking for a dime to make the call. In some wackiness... Fred has to tell Will multiple times what to say. He gets it wrong at first. And there's a gag about making a collect call. And finally, Fred adds to make sure to tell the dad that they'll call back tomorrow after they uh, make their demands. Yeah, they've got a... Their dynamic is like the big goon and the little boss in the Looney Tunes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Will says before leaving to make sure to leave the girl alone for now, as they haven't flipped to see who is going to get her first yet. Fred notes that's the difference between them. Fred's worried about getting the money, and Will can only think about the woman first. So we see Will leave, and then Fred walks into the room with Jackie. She seems to be fully awake now and curled up holding a pillow. Fred tells her, I told you to just behave yourself. I don't remember him saying that. But uh, Fred undresses completely and slides up beside Jackie in bed. He said it before he knocked her out. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, when she was unconscious. Okay. (laughs) Fred says that she can either lie back and get laid or he can force himself on her. So then Jackie starts to cry and Fred asks what she's crying for. He notes he hasn't even done anything yet. Fred tells her he can't stand crying. It turns him off. (laughs) Jackie seems to react briefly to this new knowledge and then starts to cry more. Fred leaves the room upset, and as he goes, Jackie looks up and smiles as she has outsmarted him. We see Will at a phone booth making the phone call to Jackie's father. Will tells him they have Jackie, and Dad tells him it sounds like your problem then. Will says he wants five grand, and her father says he should go on welfare then and hangs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a. Uh, they don't get a good reception from Dad. Yeah, their plan seems to be hitting a snag. We see Will arrive back at the cabin to meet Fred. Will tells Fred about their failed ransom. Will says they should at least get laid then, so Fred then offers to let Will go first. Obviously, Fred uh, had tried to make his move on Jackie while Will was gone, and uh, because of that, he's now acting like he's being accommodating to Will and letting him go first. Right. This surprises Will, who suspects that Fred already fucked her, and says Fred only lets him go first with Fat Louise. Yeah, they mentioned Fat Louise earlier when they were in the car. They're like, there'll be no Fat Louise tonight. Yeah. Will demands they flip for it instead, and Fred indeed wins the flip. 
So he gets another beer, and Will tries to hurry Fred, saying he wants to get laid himself, but Fred says he needs to rest a minute and finishes his beer before going back into the room. In the room, Jackie's smoking, and Fred says that he's sorry he has to do this, noting, if not, his friend will think he's uh, gay or something. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not what he says. But... Well, yeah, he has his choice of words there. <laughs> Fred then drops his pants, and Jackie is shocked and delighted by his penis, and is now very willingly engaging in this, sucking his cock as he lays on the bed. Mm -hmm. They shift in 69 for a bit, with Jackie on top at first, and then Fred on top. After a bit, Fred pins Jackie's legs back and fucks her for a bit. And after a few minutes of them fucking, we cut to them laying together in bed. Jackie caressing Fred's chest and telling him, not bad. She suggests that they do it again, and he says, not now. He needs a cigarette. So he puts his pants on, and Jackie tells him to hurry back. But just as Fred's leaving the room, Will busts in. He has several layers of clothes that he starts to strip from, including a shirt that says, I got my Levi jeans at the butt. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I want to know the story behind, but... I don't know. We'll, we'll never know what the butt was. Right. Uh, yeah, he's got too many clothes on. He takes off like three or four shirts. Yeah. Jackie is hesitant seeing Will come towards her. Will assures her that... Freddy taught him everything he knows, which Jackie notes probably isn't much. Oh, wait. He takes off all his shirts and puts one back on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he puts like a wife beater back on, I think. Or tank top or something. Uh, I don't know. Layers were more popular back then when the earth wasn't as hot. Right. But uh, Jackie does seem to be fairly impressed with his dick when she sees it, and we see him climb onto the bed and start kissing her. We cut to Fred in the other room drinking a beer, and we hear moans from the other room. We cut back, and Will's going down on Jackie as she's sucking his finger. He mounts her missionary and gets to pumping for a bit, really hammering away. After a minute, he seemingly finishes inside of her. And then we get a blue card on screen that reads, And on into the night. Mm -hmm. We see Fred bawling her again, one of her legs being held up in the air. Then he's giving her the pile driver on the bed for a bit. Yeah, I'm not... Usually I'm worried, but... Uh, Eric Edwards is a pro, and this is on, like, it looks like a pretty soft mattress, so... Yeah. Well, Darby Lloyd Reigns is a pro, too. Yeah. And if she wasn't before, she definitely is after this film. Right. They uh, switch positions a few times and sort of collapse after a bit. Then we see the trio getting into bed together and getting into complicated positions in a sped-up comedic scene. I guess a Benny Hill-type thing. Yeah. But with sex. It's, uh, it's kind of similar to uh, that scene in A Clockwork Orange where he takes like the girls back to his room and the whole oh, thing is yeah. kind of in fast motion. Yeah. Similar yeah. to that, but it goes on a lot longer. Yeah. But I still think not as long as the fast motion bar scene and uh, was it Showdown? Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, there's some f comedic fighting between the guys to fast piano music. Jackie's insatiable. Even as the guys try to take little breaks, she goes back after him, especially Fred, who tries to go to sleep at one point, only to get mounted reverse cowgirl. Will tries to escape from the bed, and both Jackie and Fred pull him back into the bed. <laughs> this continues for a bit, and we finally see Fred collapsed and Will having taken off. 
Jackie pleads, don't stop, but the guys are spent. We then cut to Jackie making the boys breakfast, now wearing one of Fred's sister's gowns. She tells the guys to have coffee and then take her into the bedroom. Fred's spent and Will says he has to call her dad again. Will calls her dad and demands four grand this time. Her dad responds, what's the matter, welfare turn you down? He hangs (laughs) up on him again. We cut back to the cabin and Fred is tied naked to the table. He looks at the camera and asks, isn't this ridiculous? Will comes in and tells Fred her dad's crazy and hung up on him. Will then asks what's going on, looking at Fred's situation. Fred explains that she raped me. Will asks why he tied himself to the table, not understanding what's happening. Just then, Jackie shows up and grabs Will and drags him to the ground, to Fred's laughter. We cut to the bedroom, and Jackie is sucking Will while Fred's fucking her. This continues for a few minutes, and we cut to the two guys in bed asleep. Fred wakes up and wakes Will up, noting that Jackie isn't there. They have to find her. She could send them to prison for life. Will suggests she's probably in the kitchen and falls back asleep. There's a moment of confusion where Will mentions he last saw her when Fred was between her legs, saying that he was going to eat her up. Fred holds up Jackie's bra and panties that are laying on the bed, and he says, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love to laugh. (laughs) The mystery is, however, resolved once we hear Jackie calling them to breakfast. Cutting to the kitchen, Jackie is telling them to eat up and join her in the bedroom. Fred says, not today. So it really helps when they come pre-Stockholmed. Yeah. Uh, Will says he's not going to either. He's on strike. Jackie says she could arrange for them to get a nice long rest. 20 years for kidnapping, 20 years for rape, and she lists off a few other charges. They ask for just a little rest, and she says they have 10 minutes, and then they need to join her in the bedroom. We see Will calling Jackie's dad again, immediately getting hung up on. At the cabin, the guys are joined by Hank, who is asking them if they're crazy, mentioning that they could go to prison for this. They plead for Hank to help them. Apparently Hank is Will's brother. He asks for them to take him back home. He doesn't want anything to do with this. Hank, however, is soon distracted by Jackie, who shows up and pulls up her gown in front of him. We watch Hank follow Jackie out of the room, and the other guys say they should make sure she doesn't kill him. So we watch as Jackie has fun with all three guys riding one cowgirl while stroking the other two. A shot of what's probably simulated DP, as she sucks one guy and gets fucked by the other two. We see the guys seemingly finish again and collapse. Back in the kitchen, Jackie's serving breakfast again. She again tells them they have 10 minutes for breakfast, then back to the bedroom. She again tells them if they try to call a stop to this, she'll call the cops. They've completely lost control of this situation. Yes, totally. (laughs) Hank tells the other guys they won't live to collect a ransom, and that he should try to leave himself. Fred suggests we'll take Fred to the phone to call Jackie's dad. Fred will try to collect the ransom this time. 
and they should take Hank home. They decide that their solution here is to hide the phone so that Jackie can't call the cops while they're gone, and they note that it's too cold for her to go outside naked. We cut to the phone booth, and uh, Fred is demanding a ransom of Jackie's dad of $1,500, then $1,000, then $750. Jackie's dad says he'll pay no more than $500, and they agree, and he says Jackie's sister will bring it to them in the park. Back in the car, Will notes she'll probably bring 500 cops with her, so they decide to get to the park early. Meanwhile, a pair of hunters, Mike and Booth, uh, knock on the cabin door. Their car broke down and they want to use the phone there. Jackie answers the door and explains that they don't have a phone. She invites the guys in to get warm, though, and brings them coffee. Apparently, they've been in the woods for days, and they've wanted something warm. She asks if they found any game out there, and they note, they have now. Yeah, their bones need to be warmed. They do. She offers them something to eat as she sits back on the table and opens her legs. They note they thought she'd never ask, and so Booth starts to go down on her while she sucks Mike's cock. Then they go into the bedroom. Mike in his sweater straddles Jackie's chest while she sucks his cock. Booth undresses and then starts to go down on Jackie again. After a bit, Mike lays down and Jackie starts to ride him reverse cowgirl and then cowgirl. They switch positions a few times with Jackie sucking and riding both guys. They kiss and caress and trade off and the guys finger Jackie for a bit. We cut to Will and Fred in their car. Fred notes he doesn't think that she'll show up, referring to Jackie's sister who's supposed to bring the ransom. They get out of the car and look around, and we see a woman hiding behind a tree that the guys can't see. She sneaks up behind them and scares them. She introduces herself and demands to be taken to her sister before giving them the money, so they all pile into the car and take off. Meanwhile, back at the cabin, the hunters are in bed smoking with Jackie. Outside, they hear a car door shut, and Jackie tells them, That's my husband! They better hurry out and not let him find them. So they scramble to grab their clothes and leave. Fred and Will walk in with Jackie's sister and grab beers, telling her sister that Jackie's in the bedroom. In the bedroom, Jackie's sister joins her and they start to scheme. They're going to take the money and replace it with some cut-up newspaper in the envelope, and when the guys leave and find out that they don't have the money, they'll be back, and they'll do whatever the ladies want of them. <laughs> this plan probably wouldn't work if these people weren't so dim. Yeah, no. I think they would take the couple of bucks they get and just keep driving. Or they would look at the money before they ever drove away. Yes. But, you know. They're trusting. They're dim. Yeah. Jackie comes to the guys in the kitchen and says she wants to go with them and help them spend the money rather than just giving it to them. They protest at first and finally agree that if she gives them the money, they'll wait for her in the car. When Jackie leaves the room, Will asks Fred if he's crazy, and Fred says that they're not going to wait for her. They'll leave as soon as they get the money. 
Jackie soon returns to the room, hands them an envelope. The guys hand Jackie her clothes, and she goes into the bedroom to get dressed. Meanwhile, on the bed in the bedroom, Jackie's sister is counting and splitting the money into two piles. We cut to the guys in the car laughing about how they fooled the ladies. No more 15-cent cigars for old Will. After a moment, Fred demands to see the envelope, and he checks it, and inside are two $1 bills and a bunch of newspaper. Uh. Fred says that they have to go back, and Will pleads with him not to go. The car turns Are you mad? Sorry, I hit the wrong button. (laughs) Are you mad? There we go. The car turns around and indeed returns to the cabin. We see Jackie watching them pull up from the window. The guys go inside and watch as the ladies for out somewhere else leave the house. The guys go inside and watch as the ladies leave the house, having not run into them. And the ladies take off with the guy's car. <laughs> Will tells Fred he feels sorry for the next guys those ladies pick up. We cut to Jackie and her sister, picking up a couple of hitchhiking guys. They tell the guys that they've been driving all night and need to rest, and ask if they mind if they stop at a motel. They mention they have plenty of money and can get some connecting rooms, so at the motel we see Jackie and her sister getting dressed in matching purple sheer nightgowns and lotioning up, fixing their hair and such. They want to turn on these guys and decide to open the door to their room. Again, they were in connecting motel rooms. Right. And they do so, only to find that the guys are laying naked in bed together. Aww. The ladies are surprised and bummed that they're gay. Yeah. Well, you know. Two guys hitchhiking together. Better than... Better better odds than not. You yeah. Know? So, it's love of the road. Yeah. It's, it's road love. Road love. Yeah. And you can't throw that away for one night swing with... Uh, some horny sisters. Right. Well, Jackie's sister suggests that they should go back and make it with Fred and Will. But Jackie declines. She then suggests that they order some drinks from room service and they start to kiss and caress one another. These are sisters. Yes, they are. <laughs> the ladies 69 and fondle and finger one another for a bit. They stop and eventually order that drink from room service, which is delivered by who is credited as a bellhop, uh, played by Daryl Spangler. Okay. uh, Who is very intrigued by what he sees when he opens the door, staring at Jackie's exposed vagina, as she is apparently asleep on the bed. Jackie's sister asks if he wants a drink. He says, Want a drink? Shit, I need one. Good good job, boss. I love when you do the voice. (laughs) Jackie wakes up. And the ladies undress the bellhop and start going to work on him. Yeah, and in case you're blind and couldn't tell he was black from the way uh, he talks, some <laughs> voodoo drums begin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, like there's like pounding, and uh, I feel like there's like maybe like a man like yelling a chant too. Probably, yeah. That's uh, you know. I have a record that's like this that is just like the voodoo chants of Haiti. They might have just lifted it from one of those. Well, the <laughs> well here, Jackie's sister blows him a bit and rides him cowgirl. The bellhop fucks Jackie's sister missionary a bit as Jackie caresses him from the sidelines. Jackie tags in and rides him cowgirl for a bit. 
Then he rolls her over and fucks Jackie Missionary. This continues for a minute, and he finally pulls out and comes on Jackie's pubes, her sister sucking his cock a bit more. The bellhop is cuddling with them afterwards. He says he wants a bit more, but the ladies are exhausted. They tell him there are some hot young things in the other room for him, and he seems very interested. So they lead him into the guy's room, and we see him look into the room and his mouth open in reaction at the sight, and they shut the door behind him. Yeah, he's been thrown into the lions, the gay lions. <laughs> They're going to eat him up. The ladies are then in the car on the road. They see Will and Fred hitchhiking. They stop for them until the guys realize it's Jackie and her sister, and they take off running down the road. Yeah, uh, which uh, wasn't out yet, but echoes the end of uh, Showgirls, <laughs> where the same person who had picked uh, Elizabeth Berkeley up earlier picks her up again at the end, and he's like, <laughs> you know? You know, you don't expect it. This movie is uh, echoes down through history. It does. Yeah. It's got tributes to film and tributes to film not yet made. <laughs> well, we see the ladies chasing them in their car as the scene fades out and the film ends. And that was Abduction of an American Playgirl. Wow. Wow, indeed. Real, uh... Real look into the dark underbelly of American life. It certainly is. Well, we're going to take a dark look into the underbelly of a quick break, and then we'll be back to give our final thoughts on Abduction of an American Playgirl. I'm a big boy. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> All right, well, we're back on the Raincoat Report, and it's time once again for... The Raincoat Review! <laughs> I love that button. Don't we all? <laughs> um, this is a very odd film. <laughs> yes. Uh, tonally, I was expecting something completely different. So uh, perhaps that's on me, but uh, I did not expect a kind of like a goofball Abbott and Costello buddy comedy about idiot kidnappers. Right. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised, I will say. Expecting something, I think, much heavier and then kind of getting like the light fun version of it. Uh, was a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, boy, does Darby Lloyd Reigns carry this thing. Yeah. <laughs> she is... Giving it her all, and I bet her holes were exhausted. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also get a decent performance by Eric Edwards with a beard. And uh, Alan Marlowe, you said? Yes, I yes. like them both as our dim-witted uh, fellas here. I thought they uh, played nicely off of one another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's certainly a little thin on its plot and on its premise, but uh, it's also a pretty short film. So I don't yeah. think I don't think that's necessarily a drawback in this case. Uh, some of the sex is uh, I don't think the sex in this is particularly well shot. It's not uh, exceptionally erotic. Yeah. But uh, there's some good stuff. You get to see uh, Eric Edwards drop the uh, pile driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things like that. Uh, it's just a really oddball sort of uh, film, I think, is maybe like kind of the, the best way to say it. Yeah, it was definitely not what I expected at all, and uh, uh, it benefits from that. Yeah, I like that it's sort of uh, like a pulled from the headlines thing, and it's just kind of like uh, like a shit take on that. It kind of reminds <laughs> me a bit of uh, John Waters said, like that, like some of like the first films he did were just like things that, like in response to like news headlines and stuff like that. Okay, so it kind of has that feel to it. Definitely exploitative. Um. Definitely no plow girls in it. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, I wonder if people saw the trailer and were disappointed when they got <laughs> to the theater and were like, this is a play girl. I wanted a plow girl. I love, little, I love Big Abner. I want more of that. I want more of that <laughs> uh, hillbilly exploitation in my porno. But uh, yeah, I would say this one's a, a strong three. It definitely is uh, one of the more unique uh little films we've covered just in terms of uh its uh plot and tone yeah for sure i can think of similar stuff that's gone darker like a climax of blue power right uh so i do think uh kind of turning that formula on its head a bit makes for a fun watch and as i said before quite short just about 70 minutes i would say this one ranks as a, a strong three Okay. Definitely uh, check it out if you have a taste for The Strange. Yeah, I would agree with basically all of that. Um, I would say that the sex in this isn't bad, but you're right. There's nothing like really remarkable about it. I yeah. wouldn't say that it's like, well, particularly yeah. well shot. Yeah, especially if we put it in comparison to, say, like uh, last week's film, uh, which I've already forgotten the title of. Silk, Silk Satin, Satin Sex. It's just so smooth, it just slips out of my mind. <laughs> uh, you know, where I, I, I'd made note of, uh, like, uh, some of the like, uh, the framing and, like, the effects and things like that that were in them, like, in terms of, say, her jogging in the black void or playing in the water. It's a lot less erotic and a lot less well-framed, though they do kind of try for something like that with the fast motion. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh, it's played for comedy and it works. I don't really know where I was going, but I would just say compared to last week's film, I think that probably, I think this one was a bit more fun, but a less technically yeah. adept, I would say. I always compare and contrast the two films we do, even though the audience has also forgotten the film we did last week by the time <laughs> they get here. Right. Um yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, you go on. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's it's funny, there's some good humor here, like you said, it's like, a, it's cream. a, what? Like the ice cream, good humor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Um, you know, it's a easy to watch, short, fun, 
I can't say that there's anything particularly good about it. The plot itself is sort of thin, but it's good enough for what it needs to be. I would also give it three stars. Yeah. It's a fun watch. It's worth checking out if it's around. If you're if you stumble upon just a pile of pornography and this is in there, uh yeah. might as well shove it in your VCR. Yeah. And uh shove it right in. Yes, shove it right in. And I'm going to shove it up your hole, boss, because it's time for your Bonk of the Week. No! I didn't give one, and I had to do it. I'm sorry. Damn it. I hate that I'm the target for the Bonk of the Week when there's nothing else to bonk. Maybe you should put the stream deck on your side. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, I guess that'll do it for us for now, right? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report, raincoatreport at gmail.com if you want to email us. And, uh, you pa- know. Patreon. Patreon.com. I already advertised it. You did, but you know, at the just end again. Patreon.com slash Raincoat Report. Let me say it all fast. And, uh, you know. Raincoat if Institute at hotmail.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or explore. I don't know. It's at one of them. Just send me email. <laughs> Just send him email to an email. Yeah. <laughs> He'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, if you're going to pick up a, an American playgirl and try to hold her for ransom, uh, don't forget that maybe her dad doesn't want to pay you. And uh, don't forget your raincoat. Yeah. You're going to need it when you're standing in that welfare line, bucko. 